Today's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast contains explicit language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Friday, September 4th, 2020. Thank you so much for joining us today as we head into Labor Day weekend. I can't believe we're here. The unofficial uh, end of summer, if you will. I know it goes a few more weeks technically with the calendar, but I've always thought to myself that Memorial Day starts summer and, and Labor Day ends it because football gets back typically in most years, uh, right around Labor Day. Uh, Usually Labor Day weekend is the opening weekend of college football, and we just have all kinds of football games. Well, we don't quite have as many football games as we'd like here on Labor Day weekend with college football and everything, but we do have some. We do have some conferences uh, that are playing. I know some of the bigger ones are waiting a few more weeks, but they're going to be playing. So a lot of excitement here as we head into Labor Day weekend. Uh, A few games from Thursday night, Central Arkansas played uh, UAB. South Alabama played Southern Miss. Uh, Just a couple of of matchups on a Thursday. No big deal. Nothing that was, you know, anything to write home about. But as we've seen over the past uh, few months, uh, any sporting news really is good news after we had such a dry spell for so long. And and you know what? Again, not the most attractive matchups on Saturday with college football on September 5th, but you know what? We do have some games. We have six college football games uh on on the schedule um this Saturday. So I think it's a fun way to to get the weekend going and I think the probably the biggest game of the weekend will be in fact Monday night BYU against Navy two names of teams that I think people actually have heard of. Usually some of these matchups you'll look at and you'll be like, okay, I've heard of SMU or, oh yeah, I've heard of uh, Army, but uh, you know, you haven't heard of uh, Stephen F. Austin uh, or uh, Eastern Kentucky. You haven't heard of some of these teams. And and so anyway, I I just think it's cool that football is being played here Labor Day weekend that we were able to make that happen. And it's just a really good sign of things to come, I think, for college football uh, down the road here and, and opening up a little bit more, little by little. So I, I think it's a really good thing. And, and and let's be honest, some of these teams, they don't really get opportunities to play on, on big TV very often. Hey, they're getting a chance, man. So it's pretty cool. Middle Tennessee, Houston Baptist, uh, Memphis, North Texas, some of these schools, you know, you've heard of them, but they don't quite get the, the TV attraction that, I would think some of the bigger schools do. So I think it's pretty cool that they are among the first that are getting out there here with college football. So a lot of great games on Saturday. Maybe they're not the names, I like I said, you're used to, but they could still produce good football games. And I know for me, I'm always excited about football, uh, whether it be high school or college or whatever. It's really great to see football back. And I think it's going to make for a rather normal-ish <laughs> Labor Day weekend. I think it'll be great. So uh, a couple other news in sports. 
the NHL, man, they've had some great playoffs, and I don't know how many of you guys are watching that stuff, but on Friday night, uh, the first game seven of the playoffs, to my knowledge, the Dallas Stars and the Colorado Avalanche, there could potentially be some more game sevens in the second round here of the NHL playoffs, but pretty soon, as I mentioned a few days ago, we're going to be down to the final four in hockey, so pretty hard to believe. Uh, If you're looking for some hockey or maybe haven't uh, checked it out before, playoff hockey is great, and game seven hockey uh, is even better, much like a lot of the other sports. Um, I mentioned this weeks ago when we were kind of not having sports that eventually we're going to, everything's going to come back and we're going to have a ton of it. And this weekend is just an example. Okay. You guys know where I kind of stand with the NBA. I'm not really paying too much attention to that. Maybe checking some scores or whatever, but other than that, I'm not really watching it. Baseball, I'll tune in here and there. Uh, but what really gets my juices flowing usually is fights, UFC, boxing, um, hockey's kind of had me intrigued here the past few weeks. And now you throw college football in the mix, uh, this weekend, I mean, if you're a sports fan and you've been craving it, you've got a lot of different options and only so few TVs, uh, despite uh, what my girlfriend Valerie tells me and that uh, we have too many TVs. Well, uh, that's a constant battle that uh, I'm willing to fight and and stand up for for, uh, sports being on the multiple televisions. But she's been pretty gracious uh, about everything. And anyway, speaking of Valerie, Valerie Burns will be our guest today. Uh, my lovely girlfriend. She's been on the program before, but she was one of our first guests. And I'm not going to say I know what I'm doing, uh, whether it be the podcast or a relationship with a young lady. Uh, But I hope that over time, both have improved and that, uh, you know, running the podcast, maybe interviewing somebody, uh, especially my lovely girlfriend, that I think it can be something that happens a couple times it doesn't have to be just the one time. So first time uh, I interviewed her, it was a lot of fun. But I think uh, in moving forward here, uh, we have some more things to talk about. I think that was way back in like April. So um, Valerie's still here. She still uh, she still has faith in me, uh, and, and we've uh, we've been together a long time now, and things are going really well. So I thought I'd bring her on, let her fill you guys in on maybe. Uh, what Matt Hersema is like during quarantine or any other, I don't know, any other uh, secrets she might want to share it. We haven't gone over anything really. So uh, we're just going to have at it, have a conversation. We don't get to have too many dates anymore. Uh, We've tried, we've gotten out here and there, but I was joking with her and telling her, Hey, you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe to maybe on the podcast can be our, like, we can have a date on the podcast. Let's just, Let's just have some people listen into our conversations and we'll just, we'll try to keep them PG and we'll go from there. So she chuckled. Uh, she said, all right, let's do it. So that's what we're going to do today. You guys are going to hear a conversation between me and my lovely girlfriend, Valerie. And for those of you who have not met her before, uh, she is a saint. She puts up with me and my craziness and me having multiple TVs all over the place when a big sports weekends are occurring. And, and I'm pretty excited about this weekend, even though I've been a little, I don't know, a little little discouraged with sports the past few months uh, with everything else that's going on. Sports kind of pushing me aside here and there. It's kind of a love-hate relationship right now, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, for now, it's still an interest of mine. And one other interest of mine as I ramble away today for you guys on a Friday is, man, golf. You know, I, I, I put some real time in uh, about a week 
two weeks ago, I played a lot. I was playing a lot, like four times in six days or something like that. Took some time off, got back out there on Thursday. And let me tell you, I all the success I had, the little improvements, gone. Immediately gone. And I, and I still had a good time. Had a good time with my buddies playing some golf. Uh, a couple good shots here and there, but a lot of bad shots. A lot of things I thought I had figured out went completely wrong. And uh, so I got to get back out there. One thing I'm learning about golf, as I'm sure many of you know, is that it, man, it, it's just repetition. It's getting out there. And if you take some time away from it, it's not like you're just going to magically know how to swing the club anymore. So I already struggle with it enough. I need to play more often than, than, than less often <laughs> for me to be successful. Uh, I did have a, a nice, uh, on, on the 16th uh, hole is uh, the other day on Thursday and uh, a nice little, Nice little birdie I was proud of. Uh, you know, I don't like to brag much. And honestly, I can't brag much. So I had to tell you guys about my lovely birdie on 16. But uh, other than that, I am uh, i don't want to tell you some of the scores. I'm, I'm double digits on most holes, we'll say, which is uh, very, very sad. But I'm going to try to stick with it, guys, for you golfers out there. Hopefully you know what it's like. Uh, know what I'm going through, this this pain of mine. For whatever reason, I keep coming back to it. I want to I wanna keep playing, even though I don't, I'm not that good. <laughs> Any improvements seem to go away immediately. So I, I still like it. It's something fun to do. I was thinking of it the other day that, you know, golf course, it's kind of like a playground for adults, really. Like we can't go play on the swings or, or uh, the monkey bars or the slides and all these different things that you would do at like a park as kids, you know, growing up. Uh, those were great times, but yeah, I was looking today as, as we were, uh, you know, having a cold beverage afterwards, me and my buddies. And I was looking around thinking, man, this is, this really is just a playground really for, for adults. And, uh, I think that's, that's the beauty of it. Just being outside and kind of hating, hating yourself <laughs> a little bit as you're swinging the club. But, uh, I only almost broke one club. I only almost slammed one into the ground and I probably shouldn't have. Anyway, that's enough about me and golfing. Um, Valerie Burns coming on the program here shortly. Uh, also today, as it is Friday, we've been doing our segment suds with studs, which is a tribute to a lot of law enforcement, military members, firefighters, uh, just a quick little summary about a person or a group of people really that was either involved in, in one of those fields of work, if you will, one of those uh, law enforcement or first responders, again, military or something. Uh, that's what we've been doing. And again, it's just a quick summary. As I mentioned, I encourage you guys to hear these names that I mentioned and to then go forward and do some research of yourself, of, uh, you know, looking up their names, their information, maybe some of the courageous things that they did. So uh, that's my challenge to you guys every Friday. We call it Suds with Studs because these are people that I would love to sit down and have a beer with. I would absolutely be buying the first round and all the rounds. Uh, but unfortunately, a lot of the people we talk about in Suds with Studs are people that have passed away, whether through their courageous acts or just, uh, you know, old age catches up to them. So um, we love doing it. I, I I keep, I love talking about some of these people. I wish I could go into more detail and, and I probably should, um, but it does take a lot of time. But I do want to encourage you guys to, again, look up these, some of these names that I've mentioned. If you have any suggestions for some of the names I've, uh, the names that would fit into these categories, studs with studs, people, again, uh, law enforcement, military, firefighters, those types of people um, and their stories, please uh, contact us and you you know how to contact us. And if you, and if you don't know how, uh, we'll give all those options at the uh, end of the show and, and some of the best ways to get a hold of us. Well, before we get into Suds with Studs and before we get into um, 
our interview with Valerie Burns, I, I do want to say something. You know, we've had a, a pretty serious week here on the show. Last week was pretty serious as well. And I know yesterday we had a, a, a baseball mascot on the on the program uh, to try to lighten things up a little bit. And today we're going to have a conversation with, with my girlfriend. Maybe some of you uh, will roll your eyes and not listen to it. That's fine. Um, but but I do take pride, guys, in the fact that that we do talk about some serious subjects here, some uncomfortable subjects too. Um, we're not all going to agree on these things, uh, definitely. But but it's just again, I think it's it's relevant in today's world that. Uh, we have some conversations. We say some things, get some things off our chest anyway. And, and uh, just a way, especially for me and Bill Barnes on Wednesdays, I know uh, we're pretty intense at times, uh, but I hope you all know that we, we do uh, we do care about Americans and other people. And, and I just want to say that, that uh, I appreciate all you guys who listen. I really do. And, and I have so many friends out there that have either come on the program or that uh, listen and, and participate one way or another. And I'm just so gracious and grateful to my in my personal life that I've had so many different friends uh, from all walks of life over over my uh, my adulthood, my my short life here as I live in my 30s, mid 30s exactly at 35. And I look back sometimes and think about all the different people I've come across. And so I just want to say it's uh, it's been a fun ride. It's not over or anything. I'm just saying it's been it's been good uh, getting to know so many different people over the years. Uh, one, one thing I wanted to ask you guys, tell me what you think of this. Have any of you guys ever been like scared of your dad, mad at your father? Maybe I know for me, when I was a kid, I was often, uh, upset at my dad. I thought he was, you know, too hard on me or maybe too, uh, too much discipline. You know, it, it was as I think as a, as a young man anyway, that, and growing up, there is a little bit of fear of your father. I think, I don't think that's like an unhealthy thing to say. Okay. I, I think for most of us, we looked up to our dads. All right. But part of their job was disciplining us and making us better men. I I, I know they, they make, uh, they're, they're there for their daughters as well. All right. But I do know that father son relationship is very different. And so maybe for, for mothers and their daughters, that would be similar. I don't know. Uh, but, but for most of us out there, most of the guys out there, you guys ever been scared of your dad, maybe growing up and been upset at him, thought he disciplined you. He was too hard on you, uh, whether it be a physical like spanking or a punishment, you know, taking something away from you for two weeks or grounding you. Did you guys ever have that feeling of when you're just, you're so furious at him thinking you'll never forgive him. you never would, uh, you just think he's, he's always out of line. He pushes you too hard. You guys ever have that feeling? Well, I want to say that I have, and over the course of time, what ended up happening, uh, and it happened even in my adult years that there would come up something, something would come up a time when I was sad or I was afraid. And who's the person I reached out to? I reached out to my father, my dad, I, somebody that I was scared of, someone that I thought was too hard on me that did that. Uh, didn't know where I was coming from, didn't understand me, was just somebody that wanted to uh, be this authority figure over me and, and didn't really care about me, even though he said he did. Okay, I think all of us have experienced that. But I'll tell you now, and even in the past few months, times where I have been scared, I've reached out to my dad. He's the first person I think of. My dad's always been there for me uh, to keep me calm, 
to to uh, to be there to to settle me down, if you will. I felt I've always felt safer in talking to my father. I, I gotta assume that some of you guys feel that way as well. And, and my whole point of my story here is that I, I kind of look at that relationship like like with police today. I think a lot of people are upset at police and and I won't get into today about you know the justifications versus the uh you know over overly use of force you know th- that's not what I'm talking about today there's plenty of time to talk about that stuff but I do think that a lot of us have our our thoughts about police especially today and think they do things you know they they are, they're over the line and, and there's definitely some arguments to be made that, that that's happened um but I will say when it comes down to it, when we are fearful, fearful for our lives or fearful of, um, you know, just in general that, uh, we need help. Those are the people we reach out to. Similarly to, to my dad, there were times I was furious at him and I thought he was way over the line and I, I'm not talking, I'm not saying a spanking is the same as, as a police shooting. Okay. Don't, don't get my words twisted there. All I'm saying is, I was upset at my dad many times. Think, oh, I'm never, I'll never forgive him for this. And then in moments where I, I needed help, I, I was fearful. He's the person I reached out to and all that other stuff got put aside. So again, I don't know if that works for you guys or not. I try to come up with some decent analogies here and there during the show, but that's just something I thought of the other day. I know that, uh, again, we're going to continue to have police officer discussions here on the show, especially Wednesdays with my good friend, Bill Barnes. Um, But I'd like us to have some honest discussions about these things as well. All right. Cause as, as upset as, as we may be at the police at times, I, I do know this, that when it gets down to it and when there is um, a very scary situation, they're the people we turn to and we're going to need to turn to. Okay. So, much like a father-son relationship, that was kind of kind of something I thought of. I don't know if it works for you guys or not, but that's just I uh, wanted to share with you guys kind of my thoughts today. Um, we are going to be doing our Suds with Studs segment now. We are going to be talking about not one, but two uh, former police officers, one with the LAPD and one with Pomona PD. Um, I will say I wanted to have Valerie on today for today's show because – um, there's kind of a connection to these two police officers. I've mentioned that Valerie's grandfather and uncle both were in Pomona Police Department. I've mentioned that before. We happen to have some friends who um, are involved in Los Angeles Police Department. So uh, there's a kind of a connection here to the two people we're going to talk about today. So I'm looking forward to you guys hearing it. And I think it's relevant that we have Valerie on the show today for After Our Suds with Studs segment. Uh, that, that she's here because there is something I wanted to uh, point out during our Suds with Stud uh, segment that I, I think, um, you know, relates to her as well uh, and something that I'm tremendously proud of her uh, for doing. And and she's a bagpipe player. We're going to talk about all that. She's played at a lot of funerals and done a lot of uh, events for, for people honoring military law enforcement. It's just something I'm incredibly proud of her for doing. And I will brag about her every chance I get. So anyway, we're going to interview Valerie after our Suds with Studs segment. I look forward to you guys hearing all of this. And uh, yeah, hope 
hopefully uh, you guys are having a great Friday and this is a good way for us to get us uh, around third and home safe for the weekend for the three day weekend for a lot of people out there uh, for this wonderful Labor Day weekend 2020. So let's get right to it. We'll take a quick break and then jump right into our studs with studs segment and followed immediately by our interview with Valerie Burns. Well, guys, on Fridays the past couple of months, we have been doing a segment called Suds with Studs. And what we do in this segment is we talk about someone from either the military or law enforcement or firefighters, anybody who really has displayed some tremendous acts of courage, some heroism, just some great stories that we can share with you uh, and just talk about someone who inspires us really and just talk a little bit briefly about somebody nothing too major but just kind of a brief summary and encourage you guys to go read up on these people and learn a little bit more about them some of our previous people we've talked about have been medal of honor winners uh, pat tillman uh, Robert O'Neill, who shot Osama bin Laden. Uh, we, t- we have discussed firefighters who've lost their lives. Just uh, a lot of different people that we like to try to talk about. And again, this is nothing too much in, in too great a detail, but it's just something that we wanted to do to talk about uh, some people that I think would inspire all of us a little bit. And uh, really, it's a tremendous honor every week to say a few words about someone from the military or law enforcement or firefighters, uh, those types of people that I, I think we can all use a boost these days uh, to, to get us going and to really uh, make us think about those who do uh, tremendous acts on a daily basis for us. We call it Suds with Studs because if it were at all possible, these are people we would love to sit down and have a beer with. And you could be guaranteed... We would not just be buying the first round, but all the rounds. So that's what we came up with. Maybe it's a little corny on the name, but uh, it's something we're proud of. And we will continue to do here on the Get Home Safe podcast every single week on Fridays. Now, unfortunately, a lot of the people that we talk about are people that lost their life, uh, either during their heroic actions, or unfortunately, it's people that uh, were from a long time ago, in the Civil War, maybe World War II, uh, that's are no longer with us. So a lot of these people we discuss are, are people that are not living anymore. And, and t- today we're, we're bringing up actually two people um, that are no longer with us. They have uh, passed on a long time ago. Well, not too long ago, but a few years ago, I should say. And before I mention their names, I want to say that uh, my girlfriend, Valerie Burns, she plays the bagpipes and she does a lot of different events over the years. Well, one thing she's done the past couple years and actually this last year I got to participate in is she does a memorial ride and basically what happens is uh, a few LA police officers so a lot of guys from LAPD but not just LAPD pretty much uh, got different law enforcement guys they get together once a year in October and they do a memorial ride for two fallen officers two fallen officers uh, one from LAPD the other from Pomona PD and they basically gather pretty early in the morning. A lot of the guys are on motorcycles, uh, not police motorcycles, but they're personal motorcycles and other people drive, but they usually meet at a bar early uh, morning on this October day. Just raise a toast to the two fallen officers. And then from there, uh, it's, it's kind of move on to the next place. And usually it's like this 
uh, a few stops along the way. Just stop, have a quick drink, maybe a, a snack or something, a bite to eat. And you just kind of stop along the way at these places, you know, on the way down to um, the the um, graveside location in, in uh, Orange County of one of the officers. That's kind of how this memorial ride started. And Valerie, uh, God bless her, she has performed uh, for these people that we happen to know some people who know the, who know these people who we're going to talk about today. So that's kind of a connection there, how that all started. Valerie volunteered to participate in this and play her bagpipes, not only at each of the establishments that we kind of stop at along the way to just kind of raise a glass for these fallen officers. But, uh, in doing so, she also rides along as I did with her, uh, in, in a, in a car, um, down all the way down to orange county and she then played at graveside and we just kind of discussed the the officer uh, the one officer at his grave but every year this memorial ride takes place in october because both of these men uh, passed away in the month of october while on duty uh, two tremendous heroes two amazing uh, individuals i never had the opportunity to meet but i do know people that knew of them that that worked with them and so those are some of the people that participate in this memorial ride every year so uh, i'm going to talk about two guys today one is from the lapd his name is landon doris and unfortunately, in October 22nd of 2006, uh, Landon Doris was a, uh, he was basically doing his job. He was, he was out uh, with a vehicle and he was talking to a vehicle, had pulled someone over. And unfortunately, a vehicle struck Landon while he was um, talking with another vehicle. Um, unfortunately, Landon was, was killed. Um, it was over in the Silver Lake area uh, near Hyperion Avenue in Silver Lake. And unfortunately, uh, Landon was taken to the hospital, but he did not survive. Uh, very unfortunate, but uh, Landon had been with LAPD for three and a half years. He had worked previously with the California Highway Patrol for six years before that. Uh, just a very sad, sad moment on October 22nd, 2014. He was struck by a driver of a vehicle while conducting a traffic accident uh, investigation at the intersection of Riverside Drive and Hyperion Avenue. So uh, Mr. Doris was survived by his wife, two children, mother and two sisters. And I can tell you that uh, Landon, we ended up at his graveside um, this past year in, in October when we did the memorial ride. And I'd never, I, again, I didn't know anybody. I was just kind of along for the ride to support. And um, when we got to the graveside, his family, his his wife, his widowed wife, and her, and their kids showed up. A uh, really special moment, Jenna. And th- again, this was um, quite a while ago, uh, in 2006. Um, but I, it just, I, I was so inspired by the, just the honoring of a fellow fallen officer that the law enforcement guys I was with, uh, what they do every year in, 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 uh, in having this ride. And again, uh, ending it down there in, uh, Orange County near, uh, or at Landon Doris's, uh, grave. So really powerful stuff. Um, the other person I want to talk about is Sean Diamond. Um, Sean Diamond was a Pomona police officer. And, uh, d- during this memorial ride, Sean Diamond is 
honored as well. He's a Pomona police officer. His uh, the memorial ride starts in Pomona, where he he was uh, an officer at, and it ends at um, Landon Doris's grave down in Orange County. So that's kind of it. I hope that explains it all to you. But uh, on October 28, 2014, uh, police officer Sean Diamond. Uh, from the Pomona Police Department, participated as a member of a multi-agency team serving a warrant uh, in the city of San Gabriel. Sean Diamond was on the SWAT team uh, that was going to be uh, serving the search warrant in the city of San Gabriel. Well, uh, unfortunately, Officer Diamond was the breach officer as the team attempted to make entry into the home of the uh, San San Gabriel House uh, in on San Marino Avenue. As the team penetrated the storm door, the sus- subject inside opened the main door and fired a single round from a shotgun. The pellets struck Officer Diamond in the back of the neck. Other officers immediately pulled Officer Diamond to a safe location and transported him to Huntington Memorial Hospital in Pasadena. Unfortunately, he died there early the following morning. So October 29th, uh, 2014 is when uh, un- is when uh, Sean Diamond unfortunately passed away, and he is the other member of the the two officers that um, this group that I was fortunate to participate uh, and be around uh, to be a part of this memorial ride, if you will, uh, in October. Uh, it was just something. One of the best things I've ever done, and one of the best things I've ever been a part of, was to see these police officers uh, honoring one of their own and Sean Diamond I will say also spent some time in LAPD before moving out to Pomona and being a Pomona police officer so there's a connection a lot of LAPD guys that that uh, participate in this event every year and it was really cool for me to to kind of just ride alongside everyone in a vehicle as we go from location to location to kind of pay tribute to these two men and I is so proud of my girlfriend Valerie for playing her bagpipes in honor of these two men uh, it just it speaks volumes to me uh, about the brotherhood. I was never a, lo- a police officer. My grandfather was a police officer. Um, I know Valerie, her grandfather and uncle were police officers, specifically in the Pomona Police Department. So I know she has tremendous respect for for those in law enforcement. And it's so sad anytime there is an end of watch, someone in law enforcement loses their life. And uh, man, as as we move forward here, uh, I. I it's a sad time to reflect on these two deaths every year, but but I got to tell you, I'm going to do everything in my power to participate in this memorial ride uh, each and every year. It's upcoming here in October. I haven't heard any details yet, but I would be I would be just tremendously honored to be a part of it. So, uh, to to those two men, uh, Pomona police officer Sean Diamond, and to Los Angeles police officer Landon Doris, I salute you both. I raise a glass to you both, not just on that October uh, day we do the memorial ride, but today in mentioning your name, both of your names. And to my listeners, I encourage both of you, please look up uh, both of these men. Um, Just a quick Google search and and you can see their faces and know who they are and what they did. So thank you so much to both of you for, for your service. I know it's not possible, but if it were at all possible, I would love to sit down and have a beer with both of you. And I can guarantee you that I would be buying not just the first round, sir, uh, but but all the rounds. So thank you both for your service. You make us uh, tremendously just so proud um, uh, of your service and all the great work you've done. It's a thankless job that you guys do, um, not just to 
Mr. Doris and Mr. Diamond, but to all those on active duty who continue to fight the good fight and uh, protect and serve all of us. Uh, just uh, you know, another example of the type of people that we want to talk about here on Fridays, as we will continue to do so in our weekly segment, Suds with Studs. Okay, we are joined today by Valerie Burns on the Get Home Safe podcast. I know some of you may recognize that name. She is uh, she was our first female guest on this program and uh, happens to be my girlfriend as well. So, Valerie, I haven't seen you since April 6th when you were last on the show. How's it going? <laughs> it's going really well. How are you? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm doing fantastic. I'm talking to a, a pretty young lady, and although... Flirting is not my strongest, uh, uh, well, it's a flaw, I guess. So, <laughs> flirting is not my strongest trait, I'll say. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I have an opportunity to actually do that today. I don't know. It's nice to see you again. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's nice to be back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all kidding aside, uh, it, it has been, well, last time you were here was April 6th. I say last time you were here, meaning the show. Uh, but I am fortunate enough to see you every day, Val. And uh, I wouldn't have that any other way. Yes, everyone get your get your tissues or roll your eyes and, and turn us off right now. But Sappy as hell. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's funny to me, Val, is that uh, I, I have a lot of friends, a lot of different acquaintances, right? A lot of different people have come on the show. And when I first started to tell people about you that I was dating you and that uh, I met this really cool girl. And even after a few years, uh, I think people, I don't know. I think there's still some people out there who would be surprised that I have a girlfriend, let alone one that's as cool as you. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I've heard that before from a couple, more than a couple of your friends. And, uh, I almost like, it's funny, but I'm just like, Hey, Hey, I like this guy. Stop it. So <laughs> uh, we will not get into too much of a, a love story or anything here on. Yeah, Friday. they've heard it already. Yeah, they've yeah. heard it all. No one wants to come on. But but it is funny that uh, one thing I've heard. Mul well, I've heard it multiple times from some people is that, you know, you got to have some more females on. And I'm like, OK, I'm working on it. And I've had a few on here. Uh, well, but if you talked to girls. <laughs> ever maybe you'd have a few to bring on val didn't know that i liked her by not talking to her you know that that whole thing you've seen from like uh second graders back in the day or whatever i didn't know what to say to her uh when i first started to take interest in her and then she didn't think that made any sense but uh you know what sorry that's how i work just crazy shy like <laughs> crazy shy i don't know if we mentioned this the last time i was here but when we first met We'd run into each other at that. Well, it was a bar, honestly, because that was just where I, I would hang out with some friends. And he'd show up, say hi, give me like a little half hug, and then go more than halfway down the bar and not even talk to me. <laughs> I feel like I've said this so many times. It's so true, though. It's it's very true. Fellas, it's the only move I know. And you know what? It worked. It absolutely worked. You had help. I, don't, I, had, don't I had plenty even. of help. I, I am a humble individual. I will be more than willing to tell you that. Uh, I, you can't do it alone, right? Anytime uh, you hear these different speeches from athletes and everything, you got to thank teammates, right? So uh, I definitely had some help. I couldn't have done it by myself, but I'm very grateful 
that everything worked out. And, and now even today, Valerie, you and I, you know, I can't do a lot of things without your help. You, you've taken the reins now of being my teammate and someone who either rolls your eyes at me when I'm frustrated with something or just tells me or shows me how to, how to do it. So, uh, it's been, it's been nice being together the past few years because I always have someone now to, to get on speed dial and either complain to or vent to. I don't know if you felt the same way. Uh, yeah, I feel like there's more like venting than I need sympathy. Like, but that's, <laughs> that goes both ways. I totally call you and vent. Actually, I, I, I freaking kvetch, honestly. <laughs> I just, yeah. I, sure. I look at, I, I do appreciate that you're very honest about when you, you're, you are venting to me about something. You're like, Hey, you know, there's, there's no games with you. And I can honestly say that, like, there's probably other relationships like that with as far as guys or girls, like they, we're, we're different people. We're all, we're, which, which shocker, right? Uh, they're not, you don't date yourself, but it, it's just interesting that I never thought I'd, I'd find in things that are some of your best traits. I never thought I'd find that. And, oh. and, and so it, it's really nice to, again, just have a conversation and talk to you about anything. And it's funny because we don't really share a lot of the same interests. I'm a huge sports guy, as, as I tell you every day. And you were kind into sports, not really. So certain sports, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what happened? Well, we've mentioned it, but how? What are those sports? Uh, well, we both really love UFC. Uh, God, I could, or MMA, I should say, I could watch that all day. <laughs> I really, I really could. It's weird watching it now without the fans. It really like, is like super weird. You can hear every coach's thing. You can hear the contact even more. That part's cool. That part's super cool. No, I actually, oh yeah, the, well, the contact for sure. But I like hearing what the coaches say because when there were so many fans there before, I mean, you could barely make it out and they didn't have time to like put in subtitles or anything like that. There's too much going on. But yeah, like I kind of missed the hype because you can't have big gatherings anymore either. I think everyone's probably feeling this way a little bit. You can't have big gatherings when these things are going on. We've had people over, but we don't have like the size that we used to. And you do, you miss people getting all excited about it. <laughs> it's just there's, that element is missing, but it's still, they're I, still kicking I don't each think other's there's, asses. It's great. Oh, you, you're, you're yeah. dead. You're absolutely right. I don't think there's anything better than the buildup to a fight. Oh yeah. I, I love football. I love the buildup to like the Super Bowl or something, but there's something about a fight, especially when you get into the trash talking side of it. Uh, a good friend of mine, he said, you know, Fighting is really the only sport where trash talking is like he see he sees as acceptable. And I completely agree with that because ultimately it's you against that other person and you have to go out there and back up what you said. So uh, it might be a five minute, five, 10, 20, however long it is. Uh, I think the buildup to just those couple of minutes sometime is really cool to see. Oh, yeah, I totally agree with that. And then the, yeah, the trash talking, it's kind of annoying. Like, I just think it's stupid, but if that's what gets you built up to be able to go in a ring or an octagon and yeah. half murder somebody <laughs> come out victorious, like I get it. I do. I get it. Well, I mean, we've been in this lockdown for months now and, and California is a lot different than other States in that regard. But like we, we, when this all happened in March and April, uh, you, you came on the podcast last uh, April 6th. I was just getting started with all this mm -hmm. and bringing people on and didn't know what I was doing. And I probably still don't. But 
I, I will say that during the lockdown, after the first few months, when kind of UFC came back, my friends would ask me, hey, we got, what are you guys doing Saturday? And I was like, well, we don't have any plans. It was like, basically, most of our Saturdays, Val, I think, are just, hey, the fights start at 3, 4 o'clock. We're going to do some other things. But, yeah, we're going to sit and watch fights, really, and hang out because there was nowhere to really go. No. <laughs> I actually, yeah. I mean, God, not to you know, bring anyone down because everyone's probably feeling this exact same way. That's like one of the shitty things about this freaking yeah. pandemic. You want to watch sports and you want to be around people because the the hype, like I said, can't go to a bar and watch it with some friends. But you know, fingers crossed that it'll all come to an end soon. Yeah, I think we're seeing sports soon. open up. I said soon. Soon. <laughs> Well, we will not edit that, but, uh, ah, <laughs> sports are opening up now more and more, which I think is pretty cool. And, uh, only because one thing I've always loved about sports and I've tried to express to you is that sports for me is it, it gives people that distraction from things. And that's why I think mm -hmm. it's important to be back. You know, you cheer for a group of strangers you've never met, nor probably will ever meet, but they wear your city or your area, uh, on their chest. And, and so you root for those people. And so that's why sports has been important to me and just seeing it gradually come back. Cause for a few months there, I was just, I was, uh, really starving. I had you on suicide watch. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh man. No, well, and as someone like, even though I'm not huge into sports, there's a few that I love, like MMA hockey mm -hmm. and hockey mainly. Well, I'm sorry. That's actually a lot of fun to watch that besides the fighting that's great but <laughs> i understand the importance of sports i'm preaching to the choir here you and whoever's listening but yeah it's like it, it does it brings people together it gets people excited about something and yeah it, it's a community thing sports is a community thing and there's really not much else in our culture these days well past years i should say too that mm -hmm. is like that no. sports is unifying it's wonderful Oh man, you're so beautiful when you talk that way. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I never talk about sports. So yeah. Well, well, let's talk. We got a couple things to talk about here, but uh, I first want to talk about uh, your podcast. And last time I had you on the show, I don't believe I talked about your podcast. I hadn't started it yet. Well, I, I hadn't done it with you. I had talked about your podcast, kind of uh, promoting it before, but but it's nice to have you here to talk about it. And and look, it. I started up a podcast. At first, just curious about how you how you did one, and I was originally just kind of rambling by myself, and then you and others started. You should bring some people on and, and do some interviews, and so it's grown. Uh, really, I mean, we've had a lot of shows now, um, but what was ultimately the the motivation, I should say, for you to start your podcast? You, I mean, to give you credit, you actually sparked the idea for me. Uh, it kind of started, well, trust is no longer my co-host trust is my best friend. She's a piper as well. And I thought, you know, it'd be a really cool thing if, cause whenever two best friends talk about something, it's, I think it's hilarious <laughs> and trust and I have known each other a long time for shoot 16. Wait, wait, wait. Oh my God. I've known her 16 years. So that was, oh yeah, that was the other thing. And April was like, that was when we met was in the month of April, 16 years ago. And I was like, you know what? That'd be kind of a fun way to be like, hey, friends for 16 years have a podcast together. And then she ended up getting too busy. No big deal. But she she was in like the first three episodes with me. And originally I had to completely change it, which was fine because uh, it 
really sparked a really great idea after that. Um, originally, it was just going to be me and her talking about gigs and being girls in the world of piping, which is <laughs> there. I think it's like I, I keep reading up all this stuff about it. And it's like 20 percent maybe of the piping and drumming population that's women. Wow. And it's because it's, um, fa you know, famously or infamously a male instrument because it's difficult to play. It's not like the flute or violin or something, which that's, that's a physical instrument too, but the pipes are like ridiculous. So I was like, okay, this would be a fun thing to talk about because no one's doing this. Mm -hmm. And um, she and I both have had, well, her especially because of the work she's put in, we've had some success with having online profiles and things like that. And I was like, this would be really cool if people wanted to hear just things about pipers in general and then lady pipers. And so when she decided that she needed to take a step back, I was like, well, okay, what do I change this to? And then I started reading out, reading about all these female pipers in the early 20th century until now and the struggles that they faced in the UK, especially there really wasn't that many restrictions here, but there was a lot of women in the UK that weren't allowed to compete in mm -hmm. like the higher level bands until the 1970s. So as soon as I started reading stuff like that, I was like, Okay, I know what direction I'm going with this. But yeah, you you originally gave me the idea. Awesome. Uh, well, I've tried to explain kind of to some of the listeners about your podcast and the fact that, you know, you, you talk a lot of history with the instrument and you have done some interviews. You've had uh, a, a singer actually that we both interviewed, one of your good friends, uh, Shay Munoz. That was a fun interview for me because she was, uh, again, the second female I've had on here. She's fun. Oh, I love yeah. Her. She, yeah. She was blast talking about music and everything. And, uh, you know, I guess what would be the best way to describe your podcast uh, to our, to our audience. I know it's, it's on Wednesdays or you try to get it out on Wednesdays, but what, what's the best way to describe it to, to the audience? Well, um, yeah, I, I post a new episode every Wednesday after four. So it's not like it's live. Uh, the last couple of weeks I have been remiss, but I will be back this coming week. Uh, it's mainly cause I got the new job, but we can talk about that later. Um, so I, I love whiskey. I always start the every episode off with what I'm drinking. I really need to get some good whiskeys in here and start doing like tastings because pe people love that apparently. Mm -hmm. And they, uh, I've had a few people reach out asking for suggestions. So anyway, uh, whiskey, some Irish and Scottish culture. I've done one female just historical figure in general, but mainly I try to talk about female pipers past and present. And there's one woman I'm kind of pursuing. Uh, she's in Canada and in the, in the world of piping, a grade one piper is one of the best of the best. Grade five is like the lower com lowest competing level, but grade one pipers are just phenomenal. This lady's name is Gail and I'm trying to get her on, but she's timid. So, but <laughs> it's stuff like that. I actually had another grade one piper, Martha Hall, who I've known since I was Oh my God, 15 years old. And she is a teacher, professor, incredible woman. Like I knew her before she got married and had kids. Like so she, and she saw me grow up and I don't know. I just loved having her on probably similar to some of the Rio Hondo people you've had on <laughs> some of the coaches, whatever is that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then I had Shay as well a couple times before she moved to Tennessee. And uh, it's, yeah, that's like, it's like I said, it's Lady Piper's past and present. I try to throw in some history there uh, so that there's a reference of why it's such a big deal that there are so many women pipers now. Well, not that many, honestly, compared to how many male pipers there are but and drummers. But 
it really, it's a very different kind of culture and just instrument, everything like it's, it's a fun thing to be a part of, but it is, you you feel it's, it still seems a little bit like a boys club every now, (laughs) every now and then. Yeah. So so you have a basic theme and then you have kind of, you, you can broaden out and and really there's no kind of limits to your things you discuss really, as long as it's kind of tied in a little bit to history and music. That's the thing. Yeah. I actually, it's, it's evolving still simply because my original concept is out the window, but, (laughs) um, yeah, uh, I would agree with that. So I want to do different segments, like do like 15 minutes about a female piper or, you know, an hour long interview with, with a female piper and then like put a segment in there about whiskeys and whiskey tasting. And so I don't know, I, I can go a lot of different ways with it. It's still kind of being morphed right now. Awesome. Well, if you need a whiskey taster, a guinea pig, whatever, <laughs> I'm I'm here for you. I've been on the show twice. I enjoyed Actually, it very much. That would be fun. You just gave me a good idea. Okay, this is twice now. The, the, the <laughs> podcast in uh, in our relationship of uh, a few years here, I've given I've a couple ideas. Okay, you have your moments. What's interesting, guys, is that both the Get Home Safe podcast and the Lady Pipers podcast is run from this exact same location, which you're listening to right now. This exact desk. Both shows, two shows, one desk. Yes, that's right. There's a lot of brain power in this room. <laughs> we'll just put it that way. <laughs> See, you, now God. you talk about you talk about the uh, bagpiping being, uh, you know, strictly for the most part male. I never thought of it that way. I, I wasn't involved in it. Obviously, I played the trumpet uh, growing up, and I I thought I was decent at it. And then you you realize, oh no, there's people who are actually really good at instruments, much like yourself. Um, but I always thought like trumpet as a pretty male instrument. I didn't see many. When I saw a female trumpeter, I was surprised. Not that they couldn't do it or anything. I was just, you didn't see many of them. So is that kind of how you, um, kind of your thoughts on that? I know there's a whole history to it also, but uh, the fact that there's just not many of you guys still? Uh, I, I think it's probably a mix of things. And it's funny that you say that because when I was in high school and marching band and everything like that, there were two trumpeters in a trumpet section of like 12. That was, that was the ratio pretty mm-hmm. much every year. Uh, so that's funny that you say that it's not, you know, like in the traditional sense, it's not a very feminine looking it's, or I don't know. You look at anyone who plays it. And they look like they're about to keel you over. Look goofy. Yeah, you, 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 you it's look very really goofy, goofy looking. Like, Tress yeah. and I, that was like a big battle because, like, not not between us, but we were always looking for pictures because whenever we had these higher profile gigs, we'd look for pictures later of ourselves, and so that we could post it on, all, you know, promote the band that we had at the time, that kind of stuff. And we would always find these pictures, and we had these big ass frog throats, <laughs> and we just like <laughs> were like, dang it, like, and we had even when we were like all dolled up and pretty lipstick on and everything somehow we managed to have the worst freaking pictures just stupid stuff like that i don't know i really don't know if that's what's deterred people for so long but yes it's a very goofy and it's also a very difficult instrument to learn that's the other thing a lot of people give up because of that anyway um i don't think that it's lack of interest because i've heard several times that girls will start learning and then they have they stop for some reason or another um and sometimes i've heard it's because they've been discouraged and i don't know exactly what the reasons were it's a, well that's the other thing it's an expensive instrument and it requires a lot of time and practice i you've noticed i haven't been practicing at all <laughs> like it's not 
it's not because of the job. I, I genuinely wasn't practicing enough before. It's 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 a very time consuming instrument. And women, of course, historically, we've been more caregivers with the kids, not that dads don't help out or, you know, take care of kids or anything like that. But historically, it's like, yeah, it, it's too hard to juggle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, women always get the home workload a little bit more than the men. Well, a lot more before, a little, <laughs> little more now. It's getting better and better. But I think that really does have a huge thing to do with it, especially Martha. Oh, my God. This, I love telling this about her. She came to practice as pregnant. She has two girls, and she came to practice as pregnant. And the doctor had to tell her, like, when you can't, when you physically feel uncomfortable playing it, like, more than you do normally anyway, uh you have to stop and there was one point where i could tell she wasn't she wasn't gonna be able to reach around her belly for much longer to play stuff like that it's like (laughs) but anyway but she was she's a badass she just kept going anyway and uh i don't know how she she said that her husband justin like really helped a lot so that she could keep going and anyway and they're in the band together too so that also helps but it's difficult it's difficult for people to keep going with it well, uh, I, I think anyone who's interested in music, and again, a little history as well, uh, check out the podcast, Valerie Burns, Lady Piper's podcast, on uh, generally on Wednesdays. I know you've been a little bit more busy uh, and haven't been able to get episodes out because you have uh, been hired a, in a new job the past, uh, it's been about a month now, it's right? It's been a month. Yes. Thank goodness. We were sweating it for a minute there. I mean, I think like a lot of people, we were kind of sitting around uh, job searching. I'm still job searching. So yes, I am. Uh, I am just the stay at home, uh, <laughs> man in the relationship, just doing podcasts really and waiting for Val to get home. That's kind of uh, how things are right now, but uh, I'm looking and I have a few leads and so we'll see what happens. But what can you tell me about after being off of work for so long, really? And then, uh, diving into the workforce again. It's nice. I have to say, I mean, it, it's an adjustment. Um, the first two weeks I think (laughs) was was probably the weirdest because uh I was so used to doing whatever the hell I wanted (laughs) other than the things like you know running errands and all that bs that had to get done and cleaning the house like I I really did whatever I wanted I took care of the podcast and I just (laughs) I looked for jobs and you know that's all I did and so yeah that that was the biggest adjustment getting back in the workforce I went shoot four months wow four and a half something like that well i'm right there with you <laughs> yeah i know i know no yeah i think it was just about four and i've always had jobs where i worked at night for the most part and so getting up early is always been a chore for that reason because <laughs> I, I i've always kept that that sleep schedule which i really should have broken a long time ago but it's much better now oh my god i wake up so much easier now it's so crazy <laughs> it's like it's like umpiring that that, that night schedule yeah uh. <laughs> yeah no but I, I it's a really good job and the, uh, honestly there's things about it that are a little tedious and boring but the people that work there are pretty pretty awesome so uh i'm i'm very lucky i will i will always like thank my stars for that because i was sweating it out a little bit <laughs> <laughs> well i think uh, you know i i am as well and a lot of other people are it's just so unfortunate but I think uh, the moral of the story is, you know, uh, keep uh, keep the hope, keep the faith, and uh, keep keep looking, and you never know where something could land. And I'm, it actually came out of you're doing all this. Lo- I, I know for me and you, we're doing all this looking online and talking to a few different people, but it, it, the job opportunity really came from a 
from somewhere we didn't expect it to come uh-huh. from, from a friend of ours. So you just never know, guys. So for those of you struggling out there, much like I am, uh, keep the faith and know that keep looking and, and uh, anything can happen. So we'll see what happens. So congrats on the job, Bell. That's great news. And uh, thank you. Good to see someone in this room is making some money these days. Oh, uh. knock it off. <laughs> My gosh. Oh, man. I'll be the have the dependent in the uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, check out the podcast from Bell, guys. Uh, good stuff. If, if you're interested, I've been on there a couple of times, like I said. So he has. Some of her I was up. desperate for a guest the second time. So <laughs> again, we talked about honesty. She's an honest person. Uh, yeah. Um. Well. Well. Val. Uh, kind of before you came on, I did a quick uh, segment where I every Friday I honor some law enforcement or some military, maybe some firefighters. Uh, I happened to talk about Sean Diamond and Landon Doris, who were two police officers that did died. Uh, both of them in the month of October, a few years apart. But uh, I kind of filled our audience in that. Uh, in October, there is a memorial ride that uh, some fellow officers do, uh, just either on their in their cars or their personal motorcycles, and it's just basically bouncing around from spot to probably three or four places, a bar, restaurant, just a place to to stop and say a few words, and then move on to the next place. And uh, you've been gracious enough um, to play your bagpipes for those fallen officers at that event a, a couple times, and I was fortunate to join you uh last october in 2019 and it was something i'll never forget so what can you tell me about the memorial ride for those two officers and kind of what that experience means to you oh it's actually um you said something in one of your shows recently about uh small or crazy connections kind of thing i forget which show it was oh yeah yeah, like small connections that are like out of the blue. Sean Diamond was a former LAPD officer and he uh, moved to Pomona PD. Mm-hmm. And my uncle and grandfather were both uh, in Pomona PD. And my uncle Daryl actually knew Sean Diamond. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think I actually knew that prior to the first time doing the ride. But that was very cool. I even reached out to him and he was busy that day so he couldn't come. But uh, that was cool for me to be able to do. Uh, I felt very honored. Um, our friend who I won't mention his name, he actually, (laughs) he and his wife asked me to, um, to do that. And I said, yeah, I'd be happy to, it's actually a big group. The first time I did it, um, that was lucky and, uh, starts at a bar in Pomona. Oh, it's an Irish pub. What's it called? Oh, I'm blanking on the name of the pub. Yeah, you're right. Uh, anyway, Donovan's, I think. Yes. And that's actually a really cool bar. They have like a basement. So there's two bars. There's one where it's like the main restaurant area and there's a coffee upstairs, isn't it? Coffee bar upstairs. And then a something like that. Bar bar downstairs. (laughs) It's pretty funny. Well, and they've sent, they've redone it completely different than the first time I played there. Uh And, um, anyway, so, everyone gathers in like the basement bar. Uh, and the first year it was pretty much packed down there, which was very, very cool. So many people came to honor and honor him that day, but everyone starts drinking at like eight, nine in the morning. And uh, sorry, not, I'm not going to mention names who, who was getting on their <laughs> motorcycle right after that, but no one, no one did. They all had uh, no, designated, no, no. Every, designated drivers. Yes, and, uh, lots of water. Yes. And then um, there's usually this like halfway stop at this biker bar in not a rough one. It's pretty cool. Actually. It's like in the middle of this hill kind of like, Irvine I can't remember Hills the name kinda, of it. Yeah. Darn. All these names are escaping me right now. And then the last stop 
is usually the graveside of Landon Doris. And that one, that one, it's, you know, overlooking the beach on this hillside. It's beautiful out there. And his sons were very, very young when Landon was killed. They were both killed in the line of duty. That's why they do the ride. And um, not the sons. I mean, the two officers were killed in the line of duty. Gosh, it's anyway. But his sons were very, very young. And the cool thing is um, the sons and, you know, Landon's widow, they come out and, you know, with everyone who's writing and they just tell stories about the kid's dad so that they get to know what he was like a little bit. And yeah, well, I'm all getting teary. But it's it's a very cool ride, and there's usually one more stop after that at a bar, and then uh, usually it's somewhere that's like significant to the two guys, because I guess Sean Diamond used to go to that one in Pomona all the time. Yeah. Anyway, something like that. But yeah, it's a really special thing, and um, you got to go with us last like last year. Yep. And the cool thing is, the first time I ever did that ride later that day, I met you. That was that was the yeah. first thing <laughs> I, I, that I remember. I remember you getting from that. And we didn't talk much, but that was one of the conversations is that you had just done that. And so quite honestly, that was something that, you know, peaked uh, my my ears up a little bit and hearing you discuss it. And I just want to say, as I've said already on the podcast, that very proud of you, of Aww. course, for for playing, um, offering your time and, and playing a few songs. Uh, during that memorial ride and uh, i hope we get to do it again this uh in a couple months in, in october whenever it is uh, i yeah. think it's it's one of the coolest things i've ever i've ever been a part of and seen and i just yeah tremendous. i wish you could have been there that first year oh, that was too. it was incredible there were so many people hope i know hopefully they get the numbers up again you know everyone's probably dying for a ride right now so yeah and it's and not everyone rides motorcycles i, I thought that's what i thought it was but no people ride in cars and it's just like you don't caravan like behind each other or anything but um, some guys ride together and it's just a, a lot of fun and a great way to pay tribute to some, uh, brave fallen uh, officers. And, and Val just, for, uh, thank you so much again for, for doing that. I, I think it's wonderful. And I'm looking forward to, to us doing it again here in the upcoming month. Well, Val, I got to say that this little studio we've put together, I, I'm pretty proud of it. I know you are as well. Um, when I first started doing the podcasting, I was like, okay, we need to put mics up. And like, I thought it would be easier than it was. And uh, I complicate a lot of things, but I'm really happy with this room we've uh, put together. And, and you have a, a lot to do with that. Oh, yeah. I mean... I got us some furniture in here. <laughs> you had the desk and I was like, we really need some decent chairs if we're going to be sitting <laughs> doing this stuff. Uh, yeah, it's turned out pretty well. Like, cause we had this extra room and all this stuff in it that we didn't know what to do with. And then like, it's like, wait, what if we hang this flag that you have this picture that I have? <laughs> like, I don't know. It all just yeah. kind of came together eventually. And yeah, thank you for getting all the high tech microphones. High My tech. podcast sounds stellar right now. <laughs> it's a lot better. <laughs> I, you know, you get what you pay for, and I and I tried to go cheap and buy a few mics, not knowing much about this, thinking, oh, you just plug a mic in, it'll be fine. But no, having better equipment, uh, the two of us with with the same microphone right now too, uh, it's just it makes all the difference, and it makes you feel more like you're having this, you know, podcast conversation. I think it it works a lot better face to face too. Oh yeah. Face to face will always be better, but like I listened back to like my first few episodes using the smaller microphones and I mean, it's night and day and this just is so much better to listen to. Like if I, if I heard someone's podcast 
with the sound quality that we had in the beginning, <laughs> I don't know that I would listen and I wouldn't yeah. blame anyone who was like, eh, no. no moving on. Yeah, sure. I don't blame them. But <laughs> uh, but it's just, it's night and day. It sounds so much better now. Well, and I have an old laptop, and but you know, the connection of the mics is what's important. And I remember I walked in here and Val was on a podcast with um, some other bagpiping podcast. And I walked in and they had the camera on and I went, wait a minute, my, my computer has a camera. Like I, <laughs> I've had this thing 10 years and I didn't know how that worked. So man, learning as I go here and you had definitely had some uh, help with that for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm actually kind of grateful for them. Cause that actually, the, the only issue that I had with any of the guests that I've had on before, um, besides Martha, I finally wised up and got her to do it, um, with a camera with me, but, uh, when Tress and I were first starting with it, we couldn't see each other. And yeah. there's, there's overlap. Um, be, I'm not really sure what caused that. It's, you know, the anchor app is great for first time podcasters, but you know, it's got some glitches every once in a while. And we would talk over each other without realizing it because there yeah. was a delay and because we couldn't see that the other person wanted to say something. So it, yeah, it's so much better. Um, I'm grateful to they are the Chanter Rant podcast, not to plug them on your podcast, but I plug them on mine. Uh, they, <laughs> theirs is a very different podcast from mine. <laughs> they're, uh, they're more about talking about the, uh, the bullshit in the piping world. So, which is fun. <laughs> That's actually a lot of fun. They, they just, you know, these, they are very different, very odd. They're uh, very, <laughs> what's the word? Expletive. Is that the right word? No, no. Expletive. Is that how it's pronounced? I don't I believe. Know. I don't know. But yeah. Well, oh, oh, you have Bill Barnes on here. And then when I throw out one F bomb. Wow. wow. Well, <laughs> we have a disclaimer at the beginning of the Bill Barnes shows. Wow. No, it was just funny that you said that after we discussed the whole expletive word. Uh, <laughs> It was very funny. I just wanted to give a good example. That's all. I, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, no, it was really cool. And and doing, I light bulb went off in my mind that I could record interviews through Zoom, which makes so much more sense. Uh, you, all you got to do is record it while you're doing the Zoom the Zoom call, and it's better because we can use our microphone and uh, you can see the person. It's just a lot easier. So it took me like. Four or five months to figure all this out, guys. But we yep. sound like we're paid by Zoom to <laughs> plug. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, if we're getting paid by anyone, I'm not seeing the checks, that's for sure. Yeah, but. no kidding. <laughs> well, uh, something, Val, we've, uh, I think a lot of people have kind of been forced to do because there's not a whole lot of things to do these past few months or places to go. You and I uh, have uh, interests in some television shows that uh, we each have our own as well. You know, uh, but I think any couple, they have those kind of a, a few shows that maybe you try out together. And if one doesn't like it and the other likes it, it's like, okay, then I'll watch it on my own. But we've watched a few shows together. And uh, even over the years before the, the lockdown, I think we, we've had some success in some of our shows we've been watching together. Oh, yeah. You introduced me to Breaking Bad, first and foremost. Oof. That Oof. that caused me a whole day <laughs> in my robe <laughs> I, I did not move off that couch you were you were in uh mid the midwest yeah. working and i was on season five and after like which episode is it after like the fifth or sixth episode i forget how many episodes were in each season but after like halfway through 
I was supposed to go work that night. You know, I was driving for Uber and Lyft at the time. So glad I stopped doing that. But anyway, like I was supposed to go drive that night and I'm like, nope. <laughs> after, <laughs> after a certain episode, I was like, there's no way I am not moving except to go use the restroom and make myself a snack. And that's it. Well, <laughs> once you get, once you get halfway through a season, I think you have a responsibility uh, to, to <laughs> continue bad or yes. like any to, show. to break yeah. bad of any show really. But yeah, uh, bad for sure. I, yeah. I, look at we, we like uh, that show. We like, there's other shows I've suggested that you suggested that we both kind of drag our feet on if we're honest, but there have been a few shows that we got into together. And I must say, I know you like history and everything too. I was somewhat surprised when you and I were able to watch some like uh, mafia type shows together, specifically mm-hmm. like, when they the history channel does some stuff where they kind of do some reenactments and everything. And you and I kind of clicked when we were watching some of some of those types of shows, which was cool. Oh yeah. It's fascinating. It's not even just like the stuff they did. The psychology behind some of those guys is like, I just, I'm like, what are they going to do next? Because they, <laughs> there's no fucks given. Yeah. None. They They're are. just like, Nope, Nope. That, you know, protect this thing, our thing at all costs and it, i don't know it's just insane to me it is it is a and then and you got me honestly uh, tri- uh credit to you uh boardwalk empire love that show that's a great show oh i was i was hooked on that was great they take you know license with like the little liberties historical, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because it's it's such a good show the one that you really should watch is peaky blinders yeah i think i'll dive into that that was great yeah. I'll, I'll definitely it's, check that out it's an english show oh man it's good um, the, the main actor, Killian Murphy, I think he's actually, I think he's Irish actually, but he plays this British guy. Oh God, he's so good. It's like set right after world war one, right? Yeah. yeah. Which is why it's interesting because so many of those guys came home with PTSD because of how different the warfare was during world war one. No one was expecting any of it. They were screwed up in the head. So many of them, was, mm-hmm. I mean, not to sound so mean and just, dis, you know, dismissive, but they were, they were, so, yeah, there was no t- treatment of that stuff back then. No. Anyway. And they just like pretty much are like, Hey, I'm sorry, but buck up, you know, it's like, no, it's messed up. But yeah. the, uh, anyway, they did a really good job of showing that in that show. Um, plus it's just, it's, they're about, that's gangsters in mm-hmm. England, but the other one, what's the one? That, oh, yeah. You like Sherlock Holmes. Ha-ha. Sherlock was great. It was Love really it. good. I thought it was more. Mo- I mean, it was a. It it's was, a modern take it's on a it. It's a modern yeah. day. Yeah. But it was so good. It was by. It was on Netflix. It's by BBC. The guy who plays Sherlock Holmes. Benedict hilarious. Cumberbatch. He yeah. is hilarious. Well, I, and then I saw Martin, myself as a Watson. I really did. Oh, oh, you were totally Watson. Oh, he and was. And in ho- the best yeah. way. I mean, that yeah. in the best way possible. <laughs> he was, because he was. What is his name? Martin. Um, oh, dang it. Darn it. Oh, and he's such a great actor because they like the typical, I think that's why we like the movie so much is because the take on Watson is different than what is normally he's normally been portrayed as is Watson. Like I think in the books, Watson isn't like a dummy. He's, he's a guy who has been in some wars and they did a really good job of putting that in the show because they, there's always been wars with Afghanistan. <laughs> so yeah. so they were able to use that in like the modern day interpretation. So you get this Watson that's like He was oh, a combat medic, right? Yeah, combat doctor. And so he's as soon as he comes back, he's he's like, I'm still not taking shit from anybody. Yeah. So it's a good take on that show. Martin Freeman, by the way. Freeman, Martin thank Freeman. you. He's very funny. Yeah. Yeah. He's and, he's great. 
he's very intense in that show. Like it's a very different role for him. I, think. I enjoyed that. And it was only, I think four seasons and each episode was like three or four episodes or seasons, like three or four episodes. So I was like, Oh, we can, but and it, been, it was like an hour and a half. Yeah. They're like movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a movie series more than a show. I enjoyed it. I, and I enjoyed that format too. I was mm-hmm. like, they should do more like this, like a mini series, but even shorter. No, I don't even want a mini series because that one was so good. But I wish they would get those two guys to team up in another movie or show together. I don't know if there was like a feud or whatever, but anyway. <laughs> but the other show that you and I watched uh, was that I really liked was Turn. Oh yeah, that, that was, was a great. Show. I had wanted to watch that a long time, and I said, "Well, uh, let's let's give it a go." And I told you about it. George Washington spies for the Revolutionary War, and obviously the, the British spies and everything. Uh, it was up by AMC, but it was on Netflix, and it was spectacular. I thought it was so well done, and uh, you again, you loved it right off the bat, and uh, it was something we watched almost every night until we eventually got to the end. And I will say this: every show I've watched, oh yeah, I know Breaking Bad, uh, The Sopranos, uh, Boardwalk Empire, every show I've ever watched, Turn was the best final two minutes of a show i've ever seen oh yeah 100 agree hands down best ending ever that i've ever seen in a show breaking bad was spectacular but Mm -hmm. this was like holy shit that summed it all up perfectly like end end not the end scene just the the very the very end like wasn't like some big event like the sopranos or, or it was something like that it was just the final two minutes i was crying after oh i was bawling i was like do you need a tissue? Like, <laughs> like, oh my goodness. And it was cool that we kind of saw it in the summer, you know, right around Independence Day is was, was approaching, oh, yeah. which was pretty neat. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I've almost forgot about that. Well, after we got done with, uh, you know, American history and being proud of, uh, <laughs> after all that, you and, and I learning a few things, you know, after all that, we, we took a, we took a turn, uh, well, and, des- and we decided, well, let, let's get into some drug cartel shows now and uh, see what the cartels were like. And the narcos were like in Colombia, And then right after that, Mexico. And I got to tell you, Val, after watching narcos and narcos, Mexico, I've had my fill of murder and drugs and, <laughs> Bad stories. I need some happy stories now. We need happy shows. We totally do. I was there like, is one show that I actually suggested to you a while ago, but you don't, you would, didn't think you'd be into it. The Good Place. Okay. It's kind of goofy, but not overly so. It, it's definitely my kind of humor, but it's really well done. <laughs> Ted Danson is in it. Okay. He's like one of the main characters, and um, Kristen Bell. But okay. it's it's a very funny. It's a very funny show. Oh, you know what we were watching before we got into like the whole drug cartel thing was uh, we were watching a lot of Frasier and Wings. Oh shoot, we need okay Frasier. We need to get back on. I will that's, say we, that's funny as hell. We were happier back then. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I, I'm I'm looking at my soul right now. I'm like I was a happier person when I was watching Wings and Frasier, old sitcoms from the '90s versus modern day drug cartel stuff. Oh, yeah, man. I can I can see why we were a little happier at the very beginning of the pandemic as opposed to <laughs> as opposed to in the middle. It's taking well, a actually, toll. Well, actually, shit. I hope that's the middle. God, I hope this is we're nearing <laughs> the end now. But anyway, we'll yeah, a couple months in, we started turning, you know, taking a downturn with our show taste, and yeah, was, we uh, we'll look at you and I. I think what's cool is that we can watch almost anything together. 
uh, comedy, mm. drama, history. Okay, I, yeah. I, yeah, I think it's it's pretty cool that we've done that. And yeah, you know, it, honestly, it was fun watching some shows, com- sitcoms from the 90s and stuff. I know you were into Cheers and I got to get onto that, finish that. No, I actually stopped because okay. like the first, I got bored. Okay. I'm sorry if, you know, I'm sure there's some Cheers lovers out there, but I'm just like, no, like I, well, and I watched it in sequence, but everyone said it too while, when they were first running it, like after the Sam and Diane thing dies mm-hmm. out. So, or, sorry, everyone. Spoiler uh, it's alert. been like 20 years. Uh, yeah, actually, you know what? I, I take my apology <laughs> back. Like if you haven't years. seen any of it or haven't heard that Sam and Diane break up, that's on you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. After they, after she leaves, it does take a huge downturn, unfortunately. Because there's no, it's not, the tension isn't there. Well, and everyone loved that, especially then. Sitcoms, there's not, there, in some cases there are, but there's not always like a plot, a storyline right. necessarily. So um, that's why you can kind of watch them in any order. Um, but but I can honestly say the early sitcoms of the 90s, and a lot of them was the same writers with Frasier. Oh, uh, yeah. Wasn't it Wings, Cheers, I be- yes, something I think like, some, yeah, some like, it was all the same guys, all yeah. the same writers and everything. And and I think I don't know. The, the, you look at Friends, you look at Seinfeld. I think the sitcoms in the early '90s, I just think they were better. Like, yeah, at, oh, yeah. Si- at that that format. So uh, they figured it out because they, you know, the ones in like the late '80s kind of thing. They were like, okay, we know where we went wrong here, and then they figured it out. And then the late '90s, turn of the century, it kind of turned into these dramas like The, the Sopranos, Boardwalk Empire. Um, Sons of Anarchy, some of the other shows we've talked about, um, you know, it became more of a drama thing with a storyline. And so, yeah, I think that's where we're at today. And uh, I, well, I'll say this though, Narcos, I, I, I did enjoy it. I'm just, I'm ready for a change now. <laughs> oh no, those are great shows. Five but, seasons. But yeah, I think you, <laughs> you and I need to laugh because yeah. <laughs> I think everyone probably needs some good laughs right now. Not just because you're watching you know, show you should watch Tiger King. I swear. No, 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 no. <laughs> she tried that. She tried that. I had. I remember that day specifically. Everyone was talking about that. I think Mike and Lauren, our roommates, they they had no, it that's on. What, it's their fault that I watched it. Yeah, I'm playing. And I'm you continued it. to watch it. I watched four minutes of it. I stormed out of the room, <laughs> and I, I swear I started throwing stuff. I was so mad. I was like, I am not wasting any more seconds of my life uh, watching this. I can't explain how it happened because you, you I can explain. No, you sure. looked at the television and listened to what was coming out what? of it. That's I, how it happened. You're not even letting me get a word in and I don't appreciate it. You don't deserve it. to. I, oh, okay, really? Tiger King? You know what? It was the first episode. Something about the first episode, you're just like, what the fuck is it like you're in your head? You're like, I, I don't know why I wasted an hour of my life. And then the next day, you're just like, what happens next? Like what happens? Like why? Cause you, I did hear, I got like the spoiler alert that he was in jail by the time they put the show out. And I'm like, what the hell happened? I got to know. Did he like abuse the tigers? Like what the fuck happened? And then no, you find out it's just this weird, crazy. Oh, wow. uh, it's absolutely insane. He supposedly turns a couple straight guys gay. It was just, it's fucking, it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. And I don't feel good as a person for watching it. Not at all quite the opposite but yeah i mean if you ever want to feel better about I've never yourself ha- no i've never hated you more it's that not was- like the people like the people that work for him you feel really bad for you're like actually some of them seem like pretty decent people they're just you know they grew up poor or whatever it's not a big deal they just have they had no better job opportunity than work for this piece of shit and then you do feel better as a person. A you keep bit. talking about this show. I don't know why we're I'm discussing really not this promoting still. it. You know what? Don't because I didn't like go back and rewatch it or anything like I do with some of my other favorite. Like I've 
favorite show that I'll go back and rewatch. <laughs> like Sherlock, I've watched like three times, I think. Oh, Tiger King. Yeah, that. Yeah, if anything's popular, I'm usually I'm usually against it. That was nonsense. Well, let's just change the subject. Yes. Now I'm actually sad talking about. Good, it. good. You should be. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm so mad at you. Well, uh, a couple of things. Yeah, we got to oh. try some happy shows. We are. We have recently started. We decided to go in a more positive route, and we started watching this show called Yellowstone because we've heard good things about it, and it's like <laughs> it's like Narcos with like white uh, English speaking guys in Montana. It's like the same concept no. i'm like what is wrong with they're us cowboy gangsters i'm just gonna cowboy put it, gang, cowboy yeah. cowboy yeah they think they're cowboy mafia oh my goodness and it's yeah it's the same kind it's actually the same fucking structure there's like the dad oh really okay thanks so he's he's pulling Whoa. faces because i'm dropping f-bombs i did what what you did too oh you're lying as always proceed Whatever. I can see you. They can't. They know I'm telling the truth. Anyway, so yeah, there's like the father figure that's like the boss and then there's his his hitman and then there's his sons who are supposed to keep their hands clean and there's always the one son like Michael Corleone. <laughs> so yeah, I, this I, he hasn't done this yet, but my theory is the Michael Corleone of the family is going to turn bad somewhere because he's see. being pulled already in different directions and he's already done some questionable-ish stuff not really what he did like the stuff that he's done is kind of justifiable but yeah it's it's a dark show for it's sure it's a dark show and it's, you're it, right we need to switch because, well, well yeah. at this point we might as well finish it but but it's uh, it is i have to say it's a cowboy structure of the godfather yeah it's, it's, it's weird. really what it is it's really weird like there, there's some weirdness to it. That's all I can say. But I, I do think some of the hype is real about that show. So we're, we're definitely going to no, check that. No, the acting or, is stellar. It's incredible. They're incredible. But, you know, the plot. I don't we'll know. finish up and then we got to get into some to some comedy for about a good month. And then may, maybe I'll be ready for some more drama down the road. <laughs> That's what I think. We totally will be. We're, we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're just like everyone else with I that. Know, like everyone terrible. wants to. Yeah. Well, we haven't gotten out much outside of watching our shows, but a couple of places we have been. Uh, I I was uh, Val wanted to get out, and I said, "Well, actually, I was thinking of taking you to this place that uh, was really special to me as a kid." And I was trying to explain it to her, and I said, "It's up in the mountains." Uh, she she loves all that nature stuff, uh, and she was like, well, "Where are we going?" I'm going. We're going to Wrightwood. We're going to a place called Mount Care. And uh, Bill Lee, who runs the camp up there, former Roundup Prep grad, he uh, said, yeah, he extended an invite anytime. Come up, check out the camp. So I wanted to tell Val, like, hey, taking you up to this camp, I want to show you what it's all about. Where I was a little kid running around uh, this uh, campground and everything. And I don't think you fully understood kind of where I was taking you. So tell me about what your expectation was when I took you up there. And then what was the reality of it when you got there? Oh, well, okay. So the only other camp that I've ever been to is, um, I think it's in Big Bear kind of area, but it, it wasn't like that. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was okay. It wasn't like, you know, run down, but it, it, anyway, so we pull up in there and I expect to see like some dirty freaking cabins and whatever <laughs> pull in there. And there's like, <laughs> there's like this nice house and then there are these cabins that are obviously being taken care of. And then, um, Bill, Bill starts showing us around and I'm like, Oh my God, people are really taking care of this place. We find out it's him and his family Mm -hmm. taking care of the entire camp. And he's 
like I guess he's done woodworking before, and so he's <laughs> done all this amazing. Oh God, it was it was really incredible. I've never seen anyone do that with the camp before. He was talking about even finding ways to like on the off season. Um, he actually made like these sliding doors so that oh, you yeah. can separate yeah. some of the cabins for families that want to go up there and like you know when it's not camp season in the summer and, and he was telling us about how busy it normally is and what's going on with the pandemic and how they're making it through kind of stuff. And, uh, it was really beautiful up there anyway. So that's why that's where I should have gone with that. It's really gorgeous. Very, yeah. I've never seen a camp that well maintained. <laughs> I, was, I knew it. I knew you'd appreciate it. And I haven't been there in man, almost 10 years, probably. Let's see. Oh man, like 12 years. And, uh, I was like, I got a little emotional looking around and walking some of the trails <laughs> we did and, Bill Lee was showing us everything. And I was like, man, this was, this place was heaven on earth as a kid. And then even, Oh yeah. I can uh, see that. And even to spend some time up here as a high school kid with some of the different camps and everything we did, it was just so many good memories. Uh, The camp is so well kept up. Bill is so energetic and loves showing, showing the camp off, which, which I absolutely love. And so Mount Carriage is a special place uh, up there in Wrightwood, California. For those of you who have not had an opportunity yet, uh, get up there. We'll, we'll put you in contact with Bill Lee and just check it out for yourself. And to those who have been there, I think you guys know what I'm talking about. So wonderful, special place. I was really glad I got to take you up there. It was a lot of fun. Oh, no, I'm so glad you did. It was not what I ex- was expecting at all. And then the reason why we're saying anything about it and you want to promote it is because he actually has a couple cabins up in like the higher area where he's doing what, what do you call it? Um not an Airbnb, Airbnb uh, or something. He calls like it that. a Airbnb, yeah, <laughs> for Mount Care. Yeah, I but thought it that was like hilarious. these private cabins away from everything. Upper camp, yeah, mm-hmm. upper camp. There we go. And then there was even they had their own fire pit up there for those for those cabins too, which was so. I thought that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, that <laughs> was perfect for that camp. It seemed like a perfect little getaway, whether it be a family or. And there was a little, there's a little village, you know, like if you want to do some bar hopping, that's what we did on our anniversary. We were up there. We went back up there like a yeah. couple weeks later mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, bounce around a few spots up there, Wrightwood. And it was just nice being away, being out on the patio and just hanging out and um, man, just a lot of fun. So many, again, so many memories going up there. Uh, I, I still, I think of so many, I told Val, oh yeah, this is where we used to jump. We weren't supposed to to build ramps, but we built ramps anyway. And we jumped <laughs> off the sleds and guys crashed and hurt themselves. And, oh, this is where we shot slingshots. I was just like nonstop with it. And uh, <laughs> you guys did a lot of stuff you weren't supposed to do. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. That's that was part <laughs> of Mount Care. One of the beauties of it is a place you could go up and do things you weren't supposed to do, which was great. Every kid needs a spot like that. That's true. <laughs> well, uh, one other place we recently went and I talked about it on Monday, but it was up to Oak Glen yeah. this last Saturday. And uh, my good friend, Jan Balon was playing in a band, uh, under the covers, what they're called. They're a cover band. Pretty funny and great band. They're actually really, really good. good. Yeah. yeah. That was a lot of fun. Just hanging out and being outside felt almost normal being out of the damn house. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. No. And I love it up there. I love Oakland. It's actually one of the things that I'm going to miss is like, normally everyone goes up there for apple season and hopefully there's some semblance of that. But, um, it seemed like they were being pretty careful. You know, everyone was like eating outside like they're supposed to do and, Plenty yeah. of options. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it did. It felt normal for a second. You know, I mean, you saw you know, everyone, a lot of people wearing masks and all that. So, but yeah, it did. It felt really good to be 
out. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to the next show, Jan. That was, that uh, was a good time. And, uh, it was glad it was middle of the day and just so much fun to get out and get up in again, in the mountains. It was a nice spot to be because of the surrounding area and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh man. So much fun. Well, well, Val, I know that it's uh, September. Uh, what is it? September 4th and no, a third. Does it say a third? It's the fourth. Well, we record on the third and you've corrected me, even oh, well, though people aren't going to be out. hearing this until the day of the fourth. But anyway, oh. I stand corrected. Yes, it is the fourth. No, it's the fourth. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You know what? Pause and then just edit all this out. I will not. Um. Anyway, <laughs> in a month or so is Val's favorite Halloween, ho- holiday, Halloween. And uh, I'm a huge Christmas guy. So, her and I, there shouldn't be a clash really, but for some reason, right around this time of year, we start kind of arguing about things, which I don't quite understand why it's two separate seasons, but anyway. No, that's not what happens. That's not why we clash. The reason we clash is because on November 1st, you want to put effing Christmas decorations up. I don't understand it. I'm literally waiting until after my birthday on the 15th to decorate for Halloween. I'm going to put some fall stuff up like pumpkins and whatnot, little fake ones, but I'm not going to do the whole Halloween thing until after my birthday because I feel like that's at least enough of a buffer. You want to put them up November 1st with the Christmas decorations. I don't understand that. Yeah. So you get there's still Thanksgiving two months. Thanksgiving's part of Christmas. No, it's not. We've talked about this. It's not part of Christmas. It's its own separate thing. It is its own and separate Cali- thing, but it's nice having the, the Christmas tree up during Thanksgiving. It's great. What the hell for? Like, really? Why not? Lights like in a tree? Like, why not later that weekend? Like, recover on Friday from all the eating well, and drinking? Some people, and then some people do that, and I respect that. Like, Thanksgiving weekend is the time to to put up the Christmas decorations. That's, I think that's 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 doable. However, me. That's the perfect time. I don't have any Thanksgiving decorations, so I'd rather get Christmas up and ready to go, I, and we can enjoy both. We no one really has. Okay, I, I take it back. People do have Thanksgiving decorations, but it's not something that you leave up like forever. Christmas, you want goddamn like you seriously want Christmas up for more than two months drives me bats. It's like no Halloween needs a buffer before it and Thanksgiving and especially before Christmas. And all the stores always have the Christmas stuff out super early. It drives me insane. You're a Grinch. It's Some, fine. I've actually seen. Christmas decorations up with Halloween. Oh my god! Before enough Halloween you stuff, you want to put stuff up now? Go ahead. It's it's you get your I'm too much Halloween yet. decorations. I no, would support it because I think it's excessive. As much as I love Halloween, I think putting up decorations right now is excessive. Some fall decorations, sure. Halloween, eh. I think my birthday is a really good halfway point. I think the weekend after my birthday, this place is going to be blitzed out with Halloween stuff. We'll see. Okay, that's fully fine. And, and I think you're insane. The, the thing is, I much. Uh, much like a lot of things that go on, like I, I'm not telling you when to decorate or telling you I'm, what to decorate. I, I'm not telling you that you have to decorate Christmas stuff uh, November 1st. I want to, so I, I, I would prefer to. I'm asking you not to is the thing. Why does it hurt you so much though? It's annoying. It doesn't hurt. It's just annoying hurt me. Yeah, annoying. No, I'm you're, not that sensitive. You walk by a Christmas decoration and you're annoyed? In November? Yeah, a little. You, you act like it's in August. October. If I see stuff, no, sorry. If I see stuff in September in stores, that's Christmas. I'm more than a little annoyed. If I see it in October, eh. But that's the thing. Like, why are you annoyed by it? Like, because seeing it, it doesn't it's like, make any sense, especially here in California. It's not like it starts snowing in some October. Some people shop, though, in September. Okay, 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 okay. 
I do get that. Mm-hmm. But there should be a lot more Halloween stuff prior to October than Christmas stuff. I walked into freaking like Michael's, Hobby Lobby, Joanne's, and these are all stores that probably none of the guys listening really know about because they're <laughs> they're all like crafting stores. But you go in there and there there was in I think it was like late September last year, there were like five more aisles of Christmas stuff than Halloween stuff and Halloween month wasn't even there yet. And I, I couldn't understand it. Christmas is the busiest time of the year. And oh God, uh, that's probably so why. Never mind. Like, I, I know you're allergic to logic. I'm not talking. I'm not allergic to, you. to logic. You are too. You heard that. You heard that. Uh, and we said in, we're in saving that yesterday. and using it. Yeah. We I said told you I was going to name that one of the shows. This one might have to be it because <laughs> of your allergic to logic. I said it first. Oh, uh, no. Blast for me! I'll. You want me to edit? I'll do some editing. I right will now. kick your ass! Don't you dare! Oh, you're, you're so wrong. One of many. One of many. I swear, if you say that you said. Let me tell you, for you guys who have been involved in a relationship in a long time, God bless you, because moments like that, I don't. I don't know how we all do it. Uh, it's just how how men and women coexist at times. Is just beyond me. It's oh, real. whatever. You love it. Oh, don't man. even. You see, you think because I like umpiring and efficient, you think I like conflict. I, I, I despise it. I despise it oh, so I, much. I know you don't like conflict. I, I hate arguing. It, not with me. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's false. I call bullshit. Erroneous. Right now. Erroneous on all levels. <laughs> don't. I like that. arguing. No, my favorite thing is when you'll ask me about, hey, what do you think of this or this or that. And I'm like, I don't care. And you're like, oh, and then you ask me. Literally, whenever I ask him about what, what he thinks we need for the house, it's all about decorating stuff. And he just looks at me like I asked him the dumbest question in the world. I'm like, and then I, I get mad. I don't. She get, go ahead. I get mad because you look at me like I just, like I said, asked the dumbest question in the world. I'm like, I'm literally trying to think about you here. I'm not trying to buy something that you're not going to like. And every time you walk by it in your house, our house, that you're just like, eh. Or you, I don't know, you just hate it. Uh, who wants that? The only opinions you need to ask me on are, are LG or Vizio or uh, what was another one? Vizio uh, TV, TV sizes. And you think you, anytime I bring up another television, you do the same thing. You, you knock me down and I just, I don't like it at all. It's just talking about a television. We can always have one more in another room what somewhere. What in the hell? We are, we are, every room in the house is filled. Like for real, we sound bougie as fuck when you ask Whoa, me about TVs. There's not, like, there's, there's no, no reason to get aggressive. There's no TV that in wasn't here. Aggressive. That was an opinion. There's and no, there's no TV in this room. Yeah, because this is the studio, and if anyone turned on a TV in here, we'd get upset. I no, I we all we're the trying, time. You wheel that TV in here, and then from the next room, every time you want to watch something while you're editing or whatever, mm-hmm. and I get it. I do that too. I would do that, but like we have enough TVs. Like, really, are you trying to turn this into like Sports Center? I'm no, just no. It's not Fox. No. Doesn't your Fox Sports stuff that you did? <laughs> like, no, we don't. I'm need just a room saying. Full of sometimes there's multiple games on, and it's nice to have an eye on multiple games. That's do, all I'm do saying. We really need to install three TVs in one fucking wall. That's the are dream. I, that like, is the dream. We will see. Oh, I'm not saying it needs to be in the living room, no. but. Maybe in the sports watching room. Definitely not in the living room. That's supposed to be like the nice cozy place that everyone goes to at the end of the day. Are you kidding me? Guys, I talked the other day about picking and choosing your battles. Well, he's losing this one. 
<laughs> like, let's just put it that way. You're losing this one. Oh, if we're honest, fellas, do we ever win? That we were talking we about saving fellas? money. You know I mean? Jesus, Matt. Like <laughs> I'm saving money by multiple televisions, so therefore I don't have to go watch go other places to watch multiple games. You're gonna have to work a little anyway, harder. I'll, 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 yeah. I, I've never been quite the salesman. I just I I need I got some work to do, and I'll make it happen. I mean, I'll make it happen. I, I I'll it, tell you what, I'm not helping install one more TV. I'll put it that way. If you buy one, you're installing it on your own. Wow, shots fired. No help. Really? I, I no, no assistance. One, no one carried it up the stairs. No one opened the box. That was that was all just magically done by itself. I literally helped you with all of that. I wow. What about the one in the in the loft once yours broke a few weeks ago and you Mine. came home? The one in your loft. Your loft. That's not my TV. I think that was it's your loft. Oh, brother. It's your little living room upstairs. Oh, you never sit up there. And I watch? do. I do partake. Yeah, okay. I do partake. And the, the, the television broke and I panicked and I said, we, <laughs> okay, we You're need to put a television. On me. You're trying to put this on me. Like I panicked. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. I went the next day and I made sure there was a replacement TV and it was up here and it was installed and you didn't have to do anything. Is it attached so to you, the wall? It is not attached like to the, the other wall. One is? I'd like you to apologize. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> you are the worst. You're the worst ever. The other one is drilled into the effing wall. <laughs> I'm not. Listen, listen, guys. I, I am. I am. I, look at. I'm a guy's guy. I. I. Well, I'll just come out and say it. I am not handy at all. I am the least handy probably human being there is. I don't like screwdrivers. I don't like hammers. I don't like. I don't like hanging things because they're always crooked and I always put a hole in the wall or do something stupid. I don't like that stuff. Val has assisted and done most of the work in regards to those things. <laughs> assisted. Yeah. Which yeah. one of us was assisting? Uh, probably assisted. <laughs> Sorry. I love you. Oh. I think it's fun. Fun? Yeah. Oh, you fun. just have to take some time out of your day to do it. And then the better, the more you do it, the better you get at it. Like the mirror I installed in... Or the, the, not the mirror, the, what the heck are those called? Shoot. Well, you don't know either, but the things that you're asking me <laughs> the for the anchors, the anchors that you put in the wall it's to hang my mirror. I did that. It oh. took 10 minutes because I got better at it. Well, sorry guys. I'm, I'm sorry if I turned my man card in. I don't know, but no, uh, it is what it is. I prefer other. I prefer dishes and laundry no, and stuff just, like you're that. You're impatient. <laughs> it's not that you can't. You're just impatient. For I'm some extremely reason. impatient. I you am, literally could do it. I, I know am, you can do this, guys. Like, here's the thing: what you hear's what you guys hear. All these podcasts. You, here's the things you don't hear. You don't hear me almost destroying the different microphones and computers that I've had in this room multiple times. Uh, almost throwing these things through the wall, slamming things. Just being absolute, you guys always hear the finished product, and and early on the finished product was not very good. So, it's been a huge work in progress. And yes, I do have quite the temper valve, and maybe maybe some people don't understand this about me, but but I do, and I do everything in my power to stay calm. <laughs> you help most of the time <laughs> in that regard. There there are things where I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? I can't even like talk you down. I'm like, you, you're, you're on your own. You need to figure this out. There are times. Yeah. There are times you step away and you're like, all right, go ahead. Bleed to death. Like, <laughs> 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 that, 
that I, I I see the look and I go, oh man, like you fucked up. I, I don't ah. know what to tell you. Like that, yeah, it's one of those moments where I'm just like, you were literally so mad over nothing that I can't. Even She's watching me bleed like, and no. she'll throw the band aids in the trash. There's no reason to get angry over stupid shit. Oh, like, when are you gonna learn that? I, I there I, are things to get mad at and there are things to like really never get mad at. Honestly, oh, come man. on. I guess you're right. You can fix almost anything. Like, well, okay. See, that's, see, that's you're, going you're a little the, far. You're but the you positive can fix one. So many here. This is crazy. This is so crazy. Uh, what can I t- What can I say? Well, hey, thank you. Thank you for calming me down most of the time. You, most of the time. It's yeah. It's, it's I have a temper too, but mm, yes, you do. I think I'm a little better. With I can't my... look at you when I say that because you because I get a look anyway. <laughs> I'm not even mad. We better we better shut this down before we bore our audience to death. But uh, in all seriousness. Valerie Burns, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. You're very, very welcome, and uh, your busy schedule. And glad we could fit you in. Appreciate you uh, jumping in here. Since it's been a long time, it's been uh, what is it? April? It's nice to catch up. It's nice yeah, it's been all exactly catch up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's well, guys. I thank you so much for listening to us ramble and uh, rant away. I know it was probably not the most glamorous thing for you guys, but it. Maybe gave you guys some insight into the life of Matt and Val, if there is such a thing. Anyway, any parting thoughts, Miss Valerie? Oh, thank you all for tuning in and listening. Stay safe and sane, as I always say on my podcast. And yeah, thanks again. I can only promise one of those. Another thank you to Valerie Burns. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to sit down and uh, have a conversation with uh, your boyfriend and podcast host, me, Matt Hersema. So thank you so much, Val. It was a great time. Well, I wouldn't say catching up with you, but for you sharing your thoughts, I get to I get to catch up with you every day uh, with whatever's going on. So thank you for catching everyone else up, we'll say, on the podcast and for uh, giving us some insight and some stories and just what it's been like here the past few months uh, with me and our roommates and just everything in general. A lot of fun. I hope to bring you back on real soon. We won't wait another four months next time. I think we will have you back on much, much sooner. My best of luck uh, with your podcast and moving forward. And guys, again, check out her podcast if you're interested to hear from Val and kind of check out her uh, her bagpiper conversations, if you will, some of her stories. I know she works hard at it, so I'm very proud of her for doing not only that, but again, as I mentioned in the intro, some of the great things she's done uh, with her bagpipes in honoring fallen soldiers and fallen officers so could not be more proud of my lovely girlfriend valerie burns well guys that will wrap up the episodes for this week on the get home safe podcast we will be back on monday i believe i don't think we're gonna take monday off like everyone else is for labor day weekend i think we're gonna take a saturday and sunday really to put together some recordings here for the next couple of uh, weeks or at least this upcoming week. So if anyone is interested in coming on the program or you have someone in mind, definitely let us know. Let us know um, their contact information as well. The best way to get a hold of them. We're always looking for more and more people to come on and to try to do interviews. People seem to like hearing from other people instead of just me rambling. So I think that's a really good thing uh, that we can always uh, put together. There probably will be a couple episodes where it's just me talking. Uh, but I'd like to continue to have interviews of guests 
I think uh, it changes thing up, things up. And again, it's it's a lot more fun to hear from other people and what they've been doing uh, the past few months, and for some of the, some cases, the past few years. So, if you'd like to come on the podcast or know someone that would, definitely reach out to us. And you should know how to do that if you regularly listen to this program. But if you do not, there's plenty of ways to follow the Get Home Safe podcast. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast, and our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com the email is the best way to contact us it it helps everything uh, stay organized it helps us keep everything organized if you will so but if you like to contact us through social media it's just simpler for you easier more uh, you know accessible then by all means go right ahead we'll gladly uh, respond to any messages you send us and we look forward to hearing from you just like you hear from us on the get home safe podcast monday through friday when you send us a message an email or just contact us make sure to uh, notify us of who the information is needs to be directed to i'm sure most of the time it would be me but if you have a a question for bill barnes he's here every wednesday Uh, make sure those emails or messages are sent to us before probably tuesday afternoon so that uh, we can record and and uh, get that information to Bill. And as for me, I typically record the night before, just so you guys are aware. So anything you want to send me for an upcoming episode, just make sure it is uh, probably by the afternoon. uh, And that way we can get it in by the next day's episode. And if not, it'll probably go the following day. But anyway, you guys get the idea. You get the picture. Hopefully we are uh, continuing to be clear with our information as we put out episode information and upcoming guest information on our Facebook, our, our Twitter page, our, our Instagram. We, we, we try to really communicate all that to you guys so that you guys have a good handle of what's going on here on the podcast. And again, thank you so much for all the support. It continues to grow. I love the feedback, guys. I love the energy. Uh, you guys have really made this podcast special, and we're going to continue to try to make it uh, a lot of fun and uh, very informative. And if nothing else, have a good time and get some things off our chest uh, uh, throughout the week and tell some stories uh, as well. So guys, I appreciate you listening. Enjoy your three-day weekend. I know most people have Labor Day off on Monday and I said it early and I'll set it, say it again. You got everything you want this weekend sports-wise pretty much. Uh, it's the last weekend with no NFL. The NFL will start on Thursday, but college football, hockey playoffs, NBA, MLB, there's some UFC this weekend. There's some boxing. I mean, whatever you want to do, I got to convince Valerie that I got to put up a few more TVs for all these different sporting events. That's the plan. That's the goal. Uh, I think she'll say yes. Just might have to do a few chores or something else. We'll see. But anyway, guys, you enjoy your weekend. Be safe out there. Um, I, I, I think more and more people are starting to gather uh, amongst each other too. So just be safe no matter what you're doing. It's all important. And uh, happy to see that so many people are are doing things that uh, I, I think they, they want to feel normal again. And, and whether it be a barbecue or, you know, eating outside on a patio or whatever the case is, I think people are slowly but surely getting back to uh, to normal. And I think we're going to get there very, very soon. Well, guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.